Uh, all right, it's a Spanish story time from episode 56. Uh, uh, you know, if you want to call Gar with me, if you want to hang or quail gay, you know, hang with me in that sense, uh, you know what you need is some seguro, some insurance. Uh, and I can hear you saying, Ole Del, Ole Bidello, Ole Bidello, forget it. In the end, I get it, I get it. I get your resistance to buying hanging insurance for hanging with me. Chill, let's just say it's chilling, you know, insurance, a done day safe way to where it was. Uh, you know, because you, you, we're going to go Tomar Algo Cafe. We're going to go drink some coffee. And, you know, the first reason you need insurance, they say, the companies, the, the bonding companies and the licensing companies is Hoist uh, Tango La Cabeza because I have the head, Hayan uh, Yevando, that they have carried. And you'd say, I'm sorry, what, the head they have carried? Yeah, this is the insurance company's claim. Okay, so don't take it from me or the representatives. Uh, uh, because they say, by my cabeza, they say, es un enfermo. It's a sick cabeza. And I say, you got that right, buddies. They say, you mean the good kind of, this, it's sick, man. I, You know, totally sick. Uh, and they say, no, no, enfermo. And with the insurance companies, they got together in Gurdar Bueno Magnitude. They figured out they would save a good amount uh, if everyone that came in contact with me had insurance. And I said, Eso ya paso. That's already happened by, I told the insurance companies, I said, that already happened by evolution because. Uh, you know, I have I, I try to keep people at bay. I have my own insurance plan. It's called Hermitude, and also you know getting on people's nerves. I say this, you know, or you could call eso ya paso, just being safe. You know, I'd like to maintain my privacy. And they say yes, sabi. Yeah, we already know about this. Uh, we have a saying about you at the insurance companies here: "Bayamos entonces tomate." Uh, we go, and then you go tomato. And I say, I go tomato, tomate. And they say, yeah, yeah, you go desade tranquilamente uh, to tomate. So I said, I go from chill, from quiet to tomato mode, eh? I didn't even know I had a tomato mode. Tenia detales? Okay, can you tell me about these, this tomato mode? Can you give me the details? And they say, you don't remember this, Scoots, uh, when you called your cabeza tomato. And you you don't remember this phase you went through, your uh, fresca este phase, uh, tomate, fresh this, you used to say that, and then you'd point at your head. I go, yeah, and I just say, isn't that sick? I'm sick, man. Check this out. And it's actually, I, I, I'd like an accurate uh, date uh, on that when I was a, uh, I don't remember a tomato phase that I had, so I don't have believe. I think this is just an insurance scam. So, Hacerlo, do it. You know, tell me uh, when I did this. Yavarle uh, solamente. You know, come on. Pienso tuyo grabado. 
And they said, I think you recorded it. And I said, really? Ray Colecto. I don't, I don't get, I can't recall. Was there a condena wes, like a sentence from a judge involved? Conden Arlo, you know, was I convicted of it, you know, being a tomato head? And again, why do people need insurance? And they said, no te conto, we didn't tell you. And I said, no, no, no. And they said, oh, me pro bar. You know, we've got our eyes checking you. And I said, you're, you're really taking this. He said, so people need insurance to be near me, to hang with, to, to chill, to kick it. What about kicking it? How, is that a different deductible? And then they said, I think this is a sales scam. The Piazza Puedo Hacer Nada. With a piece of Scoots insurance, you can do anything. That's that's what they're saying. Saliendo, coming out soon. And I said, meterle defenderme propio bien. Like, you're going to push this insurance uh, and then defend me well? And they said, oh, no, 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 you're going to, Olympia Abogado, you're going to need your own clean lawyer for Lotto, for your side. You know, with fiscales occultar, we'll deal with the prosecutors with the insurance company, but not for you. Affecta consiga. And I said, did you just say get effects, like like DOS effects? Uh, and I said, you, this is confusing me. Tanto en Serrera. Uh, I need to enclose. Uh, why can't I come up with my own insurance policy for myself or people that are near me? Like, uh, no hay de otra, like no other. And I'd say, you're not doing a good job of selling it. You're just selling it like people would have to. And, uh, you know, how I would sell it is, Tienta no a jugar. You might be tempted not to play with me, kids. Uh, but, you know, siento bueno. You know, when I feel good, uh, Sir Carlo de mi cabeza. You know, I've got a tomato, tomate de cabeza. And I always think at Cape Bueno, that's good. But I can see all you other kids with your mochilas, your backpacks, they look heavy. And we're about to play a grand game here. Grabar todavia quita sela. You know, take, we're going to take away the fun, you know, in record time. Uh, because asustada, you know, everyone's scared of uh, Tomato Head. I don't know why, because I don't even know what it means. They just claimed I went through a phase. A payor is it the worst? Uh, so let's let's take a trip. Ana Ana So let's look back in time, because I think this is remorse, like hearsay. And I'm gonna have like a low admito. I'm gonna I admit I'm gonna come up with an insurance. Uh, men many many menciono like that I mentioned. Uh, guaranteed to have fun hanging, uh, chilling and kicking it with me. Uh, Sagrada, like a sacred insurance. Like I, I guarantee with 51% of the time, uh, you know, cause one of the problems is manda una isla. You know, when you send someone to me and, and I'm an island and poor fiend, at last I finally let them in. Uh, Cancia Rivar Sostenar Monton. It would be good if you could review me. Good reviews mean a lot, like for driver, you know, drivers and stuff like that. Uh, 
And you know what? I'll do pagule su coha su parte. I'll pay them and take their share. Uh, you know what that means? Like, I'll pay the insurance company. I'll take their share out and give it to them. Uh, mentoria certeza creer puedo. Like, I certainly believe uh, that they're not, they're lying, that, that, they, that you need insurance to be around me. You see, this could be the like a projection of my internal critic, to be honest, kids. And you know what they, you know what, what I think about this. I'll be honest. This might sound harsh, but intentaste derroche apuesta. You know, my internal critic makes a tired, wasteful bet on you know ensuring like all certainty in life. And sometimes I trap in. It gets caught. Uh, I swear to the the powers above. In no lady una sola palabra. I didn't say a word negative about the critic. It's just trying to do its job. Hablame dime algo. Like, you know, talk to me, tell me something. See, you want to be around people, you need insurance. Uh, you, can't, you, you can't just ask them to hang out with you. And I say Stuve, I was, I was just trying to make friends, uh, you know, una or us, you know, just a couple of hours a day. And some people, Bobio, have Feliz, have returned happy that, have, you know, that we've hung out with. You know, solo poner facile, it's just easy. Uh, but you seem to be renuncies promete, you seem to be putting out promises of quitting. Uh, you know, nuestros hijos, our children, our childlike friends. Uh, I'll tell you what, Krennic, pro, pro, prometeme entero, you know, promise me the whole. Because uh, you know the old saying, arruine parecia sospechas. The ruin, the ruin seems suspicious, uh, dear critic. Uh, the ruin seems suspicious. You know what I mean? You think everything's going to go wrong, but it's a little suspicious because it's quietos, uh, tranquilos. You know, it's quiet, it's still, it's chill. You know, entonces lahizo, you know, that is tan mal discerniones. You know, I've made some bad decisions, but comedy me aver, I've walked to see things change. Did you know, dear internal critics, say Puede Bahar? You can download the podcast that I make. Despierte uh, Aver. Uh, you can wake up to see if it's been downloaded. Uh, oh, yo, lovey, you already saw it. Okay, so you're my internal critic, but you've turned again, you've joined with an insurance conglomerates against me. Uh, un poco de officio, like a little, little trade in insurance for certainty. I'm sorry, did you just say este lugar es una posliga? Like that my uh, insides, uh, like like maybe, it's a pigsty? That's why I need insurance? Uh, you're saying metaphorical pigsty, my friendship. You're, wow, I've never had that described in that way. Uh, how about uh, uh, post, posliga? Poquito lose like a light, uh, a little light uh, pigsty. Like now, that sounds so harsh. You know, couldn't we call my friendship more of a pepino, like a cucumber? 
you know, why don't they offend Dare Pagali and send it with, with your fiery comments? Why can't you and the insurance company pay me? Uh, you know, mete a todos uh, in, in el infierno. You know, it, you know, I'm trying to just live my life. It doesn't have to be all rotten ruin. Uh, confio respecta bulbaria. I'm confident the regard would return. And one more thing. Oigan Iesta, hear this and this. Uh, Arriba pierna derecha. Put your right leg up. Uh, put your finger on your moro. And turn yourself around. Bea pues a la dona. See yourself as a spinning donut. Uh, poquita levanta. Jump up a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Reiko Gair, Collect your points. Uh, those are insurance. Those are certainty points. They are now dormiste. You sleep. Uh, uh, worries nada. You know, uh, no worries. Nothing. Animo, this will cheer you up. Uh, you let me play. I uh, can toto hoy mismo. And I'll tell you all today, you know, probar, you know, tenga nada. I have nothing to prove. Te lo juro nas ba a poder. I swear that you won't be able to, uh, you know, we're just going to do our best here. Uh, you know, last slave, it will just take our kid, you know, we'll do have our fun. We'll take it, you know, our ups and our downs at Cabo Toda, all of it. And yeah, sometimes we'll have uh, reales suspicious, real suspicions at uh, these day. But you give me the idea, we can't have uh, certainty insurance, especially for other people. You know, we can't ask a mysterious permiso jefe, a permission boss. That's the worst kind of boss. Hey, boss, can I have your permission? We gotta get it from the insurance company. Very low hombre. Can't you see that man? Uh and muchas faltas. Much insurance is needed. If you want much certainty, you need a lot of insurance. Uh or else you'll be a guevon. And I said, Well, I, I, I am that. Well I think this all Paracio uh low de su amigo. To a friend this all seems ridiculous. They say, Let's just go play. Okay, so let's just go play together, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, so we're talking episode 56. It starts with an old man washing a car. And he finds a stack, and he's like, a stack of cash. He says, K, what? It's a stack of cash. And he follows the money. It's Jose Miguel's money. And then he finds Jose Miguel's car. And then Jose, uh, he sees Jose not in his car, next near his car. He's lying, like, with his eyes open in the grass, back down, like, staring into space, kind of catatonic. So then the guy that found the money, the old man, says, well, just let me call for, for an assist here for Jose. And the episode opens, Enterado is the title of the episode, and we're back in Henry's garage, right where we last left off. And the garage door opens, just like at the end of the last episode. Henry and Walt have a little stare down. And this was somewhat serious, but somewhat, I guess, just a tiny touch of comedy, maybe. Or maybe not. Uh, but Walt walks off, he stops, he looks back, and st- not yet, the comedy doesn't. He walks down, looks back, stares to Henry down. And then uh, I thought Walt uh, called Maria, 
at first and said, let me talk to Cielo. But I think he ended up calling work. Uh, Mariano, I think, is the guy at work. And he's like, put her on the phone now. And the guy's like, no, 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 I can't. He's like, why not? And then Walt looks, and Henry's about to get in his Jeep. He's on the phone. He gives him a look like, ha-ha, I beat you to Cielo. And uh, he like he almost grins, Henry. So then there's like this race to the finish line kind of thing. And Walt races off, and then we see Cielo. She's at work on the phone with Henry. She's saying, CC. Walt's calling on she's she's on the landline, but Walt's calling on his uh, on her cell, and she's kind of ignoring it. And then we see Walt at the car wash, and he gets there, but Cielo's already gone. And then Cielo, something ret reta retra reta something. But she pulls up to a restaurant. Maybe they, I don't think that says restaurant. It looks like R E T A squiggly lines. Uh, and then Henry's waiting at the restaurant. There was also like either a soda or beer machine that said uh, chicks ch- chicks trip or ch ch c h e z trip or tricks. If that's a soda, I want to drink it for sure. I mean, they caught my attention. I said, what is that, a, a soda machine? Shay, say Tricks? Uh, is that Tricks-flavored soda? I don't know if I'd want Tricks-flavored soda. And it didn't have the Tricks cereal font. It, it definitely wasn't related to that. But Cielo goes in the restaurant. Henry, it was more of a cafe. Henry goes to Cielo. She's sad. He embraces her. This was good. They sat down, and he goes, you want some of the drinks? She goes, a cafe. And I don't know if this is a cultural thing or just a Henry thing. He did an upward snap, like kind of like a flick snap to get the uh, waiter's attention. I wish this was a visual podcast. You know when you flick your wrist upward and move your hand upward, and you're snapping upward? Like, definitely... I don't know. I t- I felt like I was in, in, in like uh like he like in high school. Like he was like, oh no. Uh, but instead, he said, "Hey, cafe over here." And then Henry does most of the talking. Cielo's kind of looking away from him. You know, he's talking about the case against Walt. She seems sad. Henry seems mad, but looking for some kind of leverage. And then Cielo keeps breathing out, and, and she cries a little bit. And Henry covers a lot here. I said, this guy's going full force. He doesn't. He's not feeling this out. And we see Cielo's concerned. She's like, geez, does Maria know about this? He's like, not yet, not yet. And then Henry wants to record her on an audio recorder. He's like, tell me everything. And Cielo's face changes, and she says, Henry. Uh, not like that, like Hen- like with drama. And she seems to kind of struggle with what to do, and Henry still talks. And then she's like, I have one more question. And then the cafe, the coffee comes, cafe. And then she's kind of like, you want me to talk about this right now? And then Henry kind of reveals something that she did not know about Walt not being well. 
And then he says, uh, what does it say? He says it with some edge, like, yeah, well, it's not well. Yeah. And this kind of quiets her down. And she puts her hand to her face. And she has that thousand mile, you know, that old thousand miles stare. And she, she gets really calm for a few seconds and almost thoughtful as Henry keeps talking and talking. He's all worked up. And Cielo breathes these, like, short breaths, and she has more questions. And, he, he, you know, Henry has her on the spot, and he kind of lays everything on her. Oh, also, Henry is wearing the, the, his square shirt. It was a little too loud for the situation with the gray, white, and black uneven squares. It's been a little while since he's worn it. Uh, not, not one of my favorite shirts of his. I mean, he could pull it off, uh, but, uh, you know, again, I'd just say just leave it at home, Henry. You know, do that blue, white, and it was the one with the circles. Circles are more your prints than squares, especially uneven gray. Not, it's not, it wasn't even a true gray. It was like a grayish brown. And, I mean, I have no fashion sense, believe me. But, you know, I've watched uh, 55 of these episodes, you know, every week, three times a week, so... I'm familiar with his clothing clothing choices. Uh, Cielo comes back with uh, what she wants or thinks or needs. I couldn't tell, like from Henry. And Henry doesn't like that response. Uh, so he kind of goes back with sign of this calm, and he brings Maria and kids into it, and he's like telling her what is best. And then he stands up, and she asks some kind of big question. And he's like, don't worry, don't worry. But then Cielo kind of gets worried, and she's like, I'm out. Uh, then I have alliteration here, but uh, I have to start with it. This is the Colombian version of uh, Bill Burr and the Breathe Loud guy. And uh, they go to the store. So the Colombian Bill Burr and the Colombian Loud Breather, they go to the storage unit, and they go in with the money. And Burberry's out. He's like, he can't believe, you know, how much money in there. Then the loud breathing guy, he wants to lay down in the money. So the Colombian Bill Burr does that. And they lie down to have a little chat while they're lying in the money. Can't read, oh, que bueno, they say, you know, feels good to lie in money. And then we're at Saul's office and Walt is pacing. Saul's talking on the phone loudly. Walt gets a call from Cielo, but Walt's, Saul's like, trash your phone, don't answer the phone, throw, you know, throw your phone battery or, you know, do that thing where, with the flip phone where you break it to show your strength. And Walt's pretty bent out of shape about Henry and Cielo talking and stuff. Then they talk about, Saul and uh, Walt talk about family and what are the best options. And Walt seems to show his loyalty to family again and softness. Also, Saul looked really sharp, uh, Saul Bueno, in his light gray lavender suit. And I can remember, I think it only took like a half episode for this actor to win me over. I mean, much different than Bob Odenkirk. Uh, I mean, probably... I mean, a tall order, uh, but he did a good job. And he just looked good in this situation. He had like, so he had a suit, a uh, gray suit, light gray suit, lavender shirt, like a tasteful one with a mac matching pocket square. 
Uh, then Bilber and the Breather show up. They've got barrels full of money. And Walt pulls out a tip for everyone. And the barrels are in a truck. Walt drives into the hills and starts to dig. Uh, next, we see Cielo and the baby. Cielo's trying to get a hold of Walt. Uh, we should be a Saul who's playing dumb on the phone. Then their doorbell rings, rings. Henry's outside with Maria. Henry tattletailed on Cielo, so Maria's all been out of shape. She she was in her uh, purple dress, uh, purple shoes. Also, she's wearing a necklace that either had two purple gems or was the shape of a bow and a chain around her neck. And uh, Maria kind of, oh, she begs Maria. She's like, d you know, tell me this isn't true. It's weird that, so sight words is a thing for me with dyslexia. It's weird that dime, which is the same as dime, is now sight word. I know it's dime, and I know it means tell me, but more because it's a picture. Tough to explain what a sight word is, I guess. It doesn't look like a dime or a tell me, but when I see dime, I don't see the, I don't know, tough to explain, but that's it, like one of the few Spanish words that became a sight word for me. I think four letters is my limit. I would say Cielo cries and begs, or Maria does. That's not true. And then she also starts to, you know, her consciousness unfolds about everything. So she realizes about the money, when Cielo knew what, uh, you know, that the money came from the same business that her husband's up against or was up against, and she gets really upset uh her voice cracks. Uh, she's so upset. She says, let's let's take Valentina for ice cream. And Henry comes in. He's like, this is the worst time to take Valentina for ice cream. Let's go. So they get in the car. They argue about, you know, Valentina. And then uh, Henry breathes. And he gets uh, this weird look on his face. Uh, and he looks over at her. And then Walt's digging. He and then he decides he's he put his he's gonna put his money in the ground. But you know he's Walt. And I know people like this. They tend to like uh, let's just get this project done. They are not procrastinators. They think these are a personalities. This well, I believe that Walt's character would do this. Almost no one else on earth would dig a friggin' hole in one day. If I was gonna dig that hole, it'd take me years. Or I'd say, geez, I couldn't even get it pay someone because I'd get in too many arguments. Uh, but Walt he digs this hole, puts his money in the ground, Doesn't even though he doesn't feel good. Takes so long, he has to use the headlamp. Then he finally uses GPS to mark the spot, memorizes it, breaks the GPS, puts on the fridge uh, the lotto ticket that has a GPS number on there. And then Cielo's like, Walter? Uh, and then she's like, what's up? And Walt won't talk. Uh, while Cielo's got all these questions about Henry, she didn't say anything. Uh, Walt wants to take a shower, and then Walt kind of falls asleep uh, in, like instantly. So Cielo, Walt wakes up. Cielo's kind of nursing him, and they kind of talk real quiet-like. And Walt was, like, looking up at Cielo. He kind of tells her something. She holds her hand to her mouth when he tells her. 
and it was cute. Well, it had like a pillow under his head and a plaid blanket, and he was like really snuggled in there, like tucked in, like Seal had tucked him in. Uh, very cute. And then we see a SUV with lots of dudes and Lydia going somewhere. And they're going to meet with Walt's guy, the guy he made a deal with, uh, and he kind of wants answers. Uh, from Lydia. Lydia's tapping her fingers on her hand. She's kind of nervous, so she's comforting herself. And Lydia plays this, like, serious, cool business role. And the guy, he he, he, he kind of gives, gives her some mad laughter, some chuckles. And then he turns around and walks off. Lydia kind of stumbles because she has uh, heels on and the, they're in a field. And then they show, they, oh, this manhole is our hidden meth lab down here. So they go down there, and it's dirty, uh, contain something, contenes, that's what I put, but that's not Spanish or English. It's underground. Lydia's giving it the once over. She's like, this doesn't cut the mustard, bro. And then she talks about Petto, and they're like, Petto's not a good meth cook. And then there's, like, some trouble whole time Lydia's texting, I said, you, you, you know, even at a meth lab, you can't, but I mean, it ends up, it's part of the plot. And she hides out how Petto comes and gets her, Petto, Petto. Uh, and then they kind of won Petto's team because uh, they, they, they were playing, uh, what do you call that, uh, running races or whatever you call that, uh, relay races. Uh, so they leave. Then Henry's at home. He's in a pink V-neck T-shirt, uh, uh, which was pretty smooth, actually. Like very casual, like cash Saturday, like sure. Yeah, but it was a weekday for him. But he says, "Yeah, this is my weekday work from home shirt." But I think it was his PJ shirt though, because then he's at the k- kitchen table. Maria kind of comes in. She's still in her p- purple sleepwear. And she grabs a coffee. They have a long talk. At the end, Henry puts his head down on the table. And then they're at work. Henry's in a suit, looking sharp. Gomez rolls in. Everyone at work's all smiles and high fives and goofing. And then Gomez goes to leave Henry's office. And he's like, oh, one last thing. Do you hear about Jose Miguel Rojas? And Henry's like, WTF? What are you kidding me? So then they cut to Jose, who's just sitting there with those same cops that grilled him once before. One of the cops is so ridiculous. He has like a like he has a professor professor sport coat on with the leather patch elbows. And these guys are the worst. They just keep pitching ideas out there, and Jose does not say anything. He's just quiet and distant, staring down. And they can't get his attention no matter what they say. They even snap and they say, Rojas, Rojas. And then there's a knock at the door. So they say, they try, even when they try to leave, they try to do it with style. And then Henry's there. He's like, hey, I need to talk to this cat. And they say, it's not a cat, it's a kid. And they say, is this, he says, is this DEA business or personal business? He says, a touch of both. Maybe this is what he, he says. Don't worry, I'll only be a second and I'll tell you everything. And then Henry kind of goes in on the sly, like so Jose can't see him. And uh, it's quiet and uh, he stares off to the side. And then he goes in and Jose still stares down 
and then in the episode ends. Alright, so we're do we're talking about season uh, five, episode ten of Breaking Bad. And it opens with the house, there's bug noises, and there's this uh a grizzled old man. Can't read what it says, beef. Some something hunting cap, uh, but he's got like an old fashioned hunting cap. He's uh, got um, like an old pickup truck. Uh, it's a red Chevy with a white roof. So really cool when the roofs are different than the uh, like you know colors. That's and there's a rumbling engine. And one thing I really noticed in this episode is there's a really great sound design. Um, so there's good engine sounds of the rumbling engine and this old man, he finds some of Jesse's money and then he starts to find more as he follows it down the street. He goes across the street. There's more engine sounds in the distance. Then he goes into a park. He goes down a grassy hill, uh, past a swing set, uh, and he sees Jesse's car, the turn signal still on. So then there's the turn signal sign, or the turn signal sounds that click, click, click. And then they up the, the up the ante even more because there's the sound of the, the child, uh, playground merry-go-round, the squeak, squeak, squeak as it goes in the circle. And uh, we see Jesse's like lying on it on his back, uh, and he's using one foot to to just push this the merry-go-round around. It's just uh, it's just awesome the layers of sounds and stuff. So so it's just really cool. Yeah, spinning it with one foot on his back. And the next thing we see is a yellow remote control car, like a kid's remote control car. And Walt walks out of uh, Hank's garage, and he turns back, and then uh, Hank like uh, limps, limps, limps along, and they have a little face-off. Uh, and this was this was classic. Uh, I never noticed this before, but it was like a little mini western scene. Like they had the sound from spaghetti westerns that. Uh, that uh, whistling wind sound that you hear before they have a showdown. And I watched this scene a few times, and they had like a, it was like they were two gunslingers. Do yourself a favor, it's four minutes in, and watch it. If you pause it right around four minutes, like uh, Walt's hands are at his side, like, and then Hank's going for his remote control for his garage. And then there's a race for them to go get Skyler. Uh, Walt calls Mariano. He says, Mariano, I need to talk to Skyler. And uh, meanwhile, Hank's at his garage. Hank's on his phone. And Mariano's like, Skyler's on the phone with somebody. Walt's like, who is Skyler on the phone with? And he drives off really fast. And then we see Skyler, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, okay. And at first the focus is on Skylar, then the focus is on her cell phone and Walt's calling. Then Walt pulls into this car wash. He's like, where's Skylar? Mariana, where's Skylar? And they're, and they're like, uh, um, she's gone. And what does this say? Resting two hands on 
I can't tell if it says purse or uh, what. Resting two hands on uh, purse, it looks like. And then there's some steel guitar music. Oh, yeah, because Skylar walks in. And there's a steel guitar, sad country music. And uh, there's they're in this like kind of Tex-Mex style restaurant. Hank's waiting there. He gives Skylar this like uh, this comforting hug. And then Hank sits on the table. His hands are on the table. And he says, I loved this line. He says, Skylar, my head is spinning. And Skylar's kind of picking at her fingers nervously. And Hank says, you know, some tough things about Walt. He says, Walt is not a good person. And Skylar kind of looks down when he says that. And then after a while, uh, you know, back and forth, Skylar wants to know if Marie knows. So uh, she says, you know, I'm really worried about Marie and knowing about this. And uh, he goes, we'll get to that soon enough. But before we get back to the house, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to tell me everything you know. Take as long as you like. And then Hank uh, pulls out a uh, pulls out a uh, recorder, and he says, state your name and the date. And uh, Skyler's like, do we have to do this right now? And Hank's like, well, I need a statement on the record. And Hank's kind of over-anxious, like uh, over-pushing, over-pushing. He, he's, uh, he's like, well, we, we, we're running out of clock here. Uh, and she says, what do you mean running out of, running out the clock? And Hank says, you know, Skyler, he, 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 he's not doing well. And Skyler hasn't, doesn't know that Walt's not feeling good again. So she's like, holy cow. And then he's like, I can't believe he didn't even tell you. And then he goes, he, and then Hank kind of gets angry and kind of gets, it makes it about himself. You know, he's like, uh. You know, I, I can't believe this guy, whatever, Skyler. And then Skyler's like, uh, well, you know what? Maybe I need a lawyer, Hank. And at this point, they start to get all these different um, shots of the restaurant. There's like a shot of them, like a two-shot of them sitting. And then there's all the shots of like outside the restaurant. You can see a couple different shots of the street. And I just really liked that. And then uh, Hank says, uh, he goes, it'd be in your best interest to show the world you have nothing to hide. He goes, you start bringing in lawyers and stuff like that, and, and, and you know, I, I'm not going to be able to control the situation. And he goes, Skylar, I'm your biggest advocate here, so, so we got to get ahead of this thing. You start being defensive, and I don't know what I can do. I've been around long enough to know. And then he drops Marie. He goes, you know, no one is more important to me than your sister. So believe me, you know, we're both going to be in trouble on that one. And then Skylar's, you know, alarm's kind of going off. She goes, uh, you know, you telling me not to talk to a lawyer, that doesn't sound like you have my interest at all. 
She goes, it sounds like what you want is to get Walt at all costs. I just really loved how this slowly played out. And he says, let's slow down. He goes, you can talk to a lawyer later. He goes, but maybe we, you know, we'll go get the kids. We'll go to my house. We'll do all this thing. And Skyler's like, well, did you just say the kids? Like, uh, oh, no, like, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, that's off the table. And so then it kind of plays out real intense, and Skyler heads on her way. There's a couple other interesting parts. Uh, like, Skyler asks, am I under arrest? And Hank, like, breathes. And then he gets this, like, strange look on his face. Uh, then the next thing we know, we see uh, uh, Bill Burr and Huell. And speaking of breathing, you know, Huell's a loud breather. And Huell picks the lock for the storage unit, and Bill Burr uh, pulls the uh, unit open, and he pulls off the sheet. He, he did it with a really nice flourish. He, he pulls off the sheet almost like a magician would. Uh, showing the money. I noticed they both had blue shirts and black jackets, but it wasn't a uniform. And they don't seem like the kind of guys that would say, hey, what are you wearing? Are you wearing a black jacket and a blue shirt to uh, be Saul's henchman tomorrow? But but I don't know. They could be the relationship they have. Uh, but there is some... Uh, they, 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 Hugh wants to lie down in the money and... Uh, like uh, Bill Burr's kind of like uh, we're not we're here to do a job, not channel Scrooge McDuck, and then they lie down in the money, and and Hule's like this just feels so good. He goes, shouldn't we just take this money? He goes, no, 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 we can't do that. You can't do that. I also liked when they both lied on the money. They had their like hands clasped over their abdomen. Like, they, they just thought it was these two grown men. It was kind of funny. And then Walt is at uh, Saul's office waiting for Huel and Bill Burr. And Skyler calls, and Saul's like, take the battery out of the phone. I'm not being paranoid, you know. Hank's going to be having you under watch. Uh, Saul, was he had a sky blue tie with pink flamingos on it, just in case you're keeping you're playing the home game. A sky blue tie with pink flamingos. And uh, he wants to send Hank on a trip to Belize with quotation marks. And Walt's like, dude, Hank is family. I'll send you to Belize. I thought that was funny. It, it was really well acted. He goes, I'll send you to Belize. And then the van comes and there's barrels of money in there. I don't know why I put out uh, van barrels out. Oh, barrels out into the picturesque desert. Uh, Saul takes, or uh, uh, Walt drives out there. It's roadrunner territory. Very picturesque, very roadrunnery. And uh, Walt pulls off the road. He starts digging. It, as I said in the, uh, it just seems so exhausting to me. Like, I, I don't have the willpower to dig a hole for like 20 barrels of money. Uh, but yeah, it just seemed tiring. And, uh, let's see, it was, but Walt does it. Then we see Skylar at home with the baby. She's calling Saul. Marie comes over. She says, Sky, Sky, I know you're home. And so Skylar lets her sister in. And she's just in purple, like, like, totally in purple. 
in uh, Skylar says, just you, not Hank. And then they go and they're sitting on the bed in the bedroom. Both of their hands are in the lap. Uh, and I, know, I don't know why I was so focused on people's hands in this episode, but I was. We had you know, people using their hands for self-soothing. We have using their hands. So, so I don't know. It's just a hand-themed episode. Uh, but she, she, they have a very intense uh, conversation. You know, Skylar uh, kind of cr- cr- like crosses her eyes. That can't be true. At some point, Marie says, uh, this can't be true. And Skylar, I guess, closes her eyes and, you know, tears run down her face. And Marie starts to very slowly put it together. She says, how long was it when when you uh, walked in? Did you realize it when you walked in the pool? And then she goes, no, no, it was before then. And if you look at the way both their actresses' faces are, it's just unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, her and Skylar go back and forth, and, uh, like, uh, she, she, Marie finally says, you, you know, you're, Skylar says, I'm sorry, and she goes, you're not sorry. She goes, you won't, you won't talk to Hank because you think Walt's going to get away with all this. And then they decide if the kids need a snack or not. That was kind of weird. After all this intensity, they just uh, had a disagreement about cheese sticks. But Hank finally says, no cheese sticks for the baby. And then that ends. And then after Marie leaves the house, uh, their house number, this might have been the first time I realized it was house number 308. Uh, But there's this great scene with Hank and Marie in the car. Marie leaves, they get in the car. And Marie says, you have to get him. And then there's a two-shot of them in the car sitting next to each other. And there's a long pause. Uh, and uh, then Hank starts the car. Then we saw Walt digging in the sun, but I couldn't get my phone to work to figure out what the song was, but it was a good song. Uh, then he's pulling the barrels and, and burying the barrels and covering the ground up. Then checking with the GPS and then breaking the GPS. And then he puts the lottery ticket on the fridge with the GPS uh, coordinates hidden in the lottery ticket. Dun, dun, dun. And then Skylar comes out of the bedroom. She says, Walt? And Walt kind of trudges right by her. He's all dirty. And she can tell. She goes, did you move the money? And Walt doesn't say anything. And then she says, I told Hank nothing. Walt doesn't say anything. And then Walt says, I'm going to lie right down here in the bathroom and take a nap. And he does. And we have a transition from night to day. And then we see Skylar. Actually, holy Freudian slip on the notes, I put Marie. But uh, Skylar has a washcloth, and she's patting Walt's head. And his head's on a pillow. And he says, how long was I out? And then they have a big, you know, they share a moment about Walt's health. Uh, You know, they have a little moment back and forth. And Walt says to her, are you happy? And Skylar, Anna Gunn really crushes it. She says, "Uh, I can't remember the last time I was happy. And then Walt says, you know, I'd like you to get, he goes, I'd like to compromise here, but only if you keep all the money. Like, uh, I'll give up and, uh, you know, we'll keep all the money. 
And then Skylar goes, I don't know, Walt. I think we could get away with this. Hank doesn't know anything. And it's like, whoa, oh boy, holy Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, her her exact words are, I think our best move here is to stay quiet. Uh, then we have a diesel pickup truck. Lydia's in it. Uh, she's wearing a very blue wool coat. Very stylish, very expensive, very blue. I, I don't know if you'd call it electric blue. Definitely wasn't a navy or a sky blue. Uh, may, maybe an aqua. I don't think an aquamarine, but maybe some sort of cerulean. I don't know what cerulean blue is, but it could be a cerulean blue. And she takes command of the situation. I said, holy Lydia, whoa, boy. He said, you're, pulling, you're giving me the Cersei's here. I said, is it hot in here or is there a Cersei-esque character on the screen? But uh, then she goes down a ladder to check the meth lab. Shiny heels on a ladder. That's what I put. Uh, that sounds like a song. Shiny heels on a ladder. And then Lydia's rubbing her hands nervously. So this is the hand episode. And she goes, this meth lab is filthy. And the dude, uh, Declan, he says, no, 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 it's, it's, fil it's dimly lit. And she goes, do you seriously, Lydia really, she says, do you seriously think this is up to the standards of your predecessor? predecessor? Because it is not. And Declan's like, I don't care. And, then, you know, they've been up against this before. And she goes, uh, you know, you need to do better. Why, why can't you use Todd? And the guy goes, well, I don't trust Todd. He's a buffoon, and I don't trust him. He goes, I tried Heisenberg's way. It didn't work out. I do it my own way. Oh, I also noticed this was a bus. This was a buried bus at the lab. So I thought that was a call back to the RV. What else? Shiny heels. Uh, Lydia says, well, geez, I really wish you would have listened to me. And then she looks at her watch and she sends out a text, which I said, what kind of, do, like, these guys are do, buffoons. Did, did I, I used buffoon already, huh? Uh, then Todd calls down. He says, hello, ma'am. And then she, he, she comes out. She goes, I don't want to see any of this uh, business side. And Todd says, no problem. He realized that his uncle's name was Uncle Jack, Todd's Uncle Jack. And then they say, let's take all the lab equipment with us. Uh, then we have Hank at home. He's at his kitchen table working numbers. Marie's in purple PJs. Uh, purple PJs, that really sounds good. And she's, what does this say, watching, oh, watching him. She's watching Hank working. And we had many uh, shades of purple, the many shades of purple. Her robe was one shade of purple. Then she had a belt that was a different shade of purple. And then her uh, shirt was a different shade of purple. And uh, let's see, peace. Uh, peace, what does that mean? Every piece, I don't know. Hank needs not there the day. Oh, let me let me look at the dialogue here. Uh, basically, Marie's like, Hank, you got to go in with this information. She goes, what are you, Lone Wolf McQuaid? And Hank says, the day I go in with this, it's the last day of my career. He goes, whether we bust him or not, you know, this all happened under my nose. Ten seconds after this, I'm a civilian. 
And we also have to figure out a way to get Skylar to come to her senses. And Hank says, when I go, when I go in there, I'm bringing proof, not suspicion. I can be the man who caught him at least. And then Maurice worrying. She's like, well, what if, you know, something happens before you do something? Yeah, I wrote this down again. I go in there and bring proof, not suspicion. Then Hank's back at work. He's sitting in his office like everything is fragile around him, which I really, really like. You see, geez, how, how do you capture that on screen? But they did. He's just sitting in his office, I guess, uh, uh, obscenely good acting. And he's sitting there just like everything is made of uh, thin glass. And then Steve comes in, and uh, he's he's there to catch up. Uh, and they do some catching up. They do some work. And, you know, he's like, oh, did you miss me? He's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah barely. And then they reschedule some meetings. And they say, he, then Steve goes to leave. He goes, oh, did you hear about Jesse Pinkman? And Hank's like, no. And he goes, oh, he got arrested throwing millions of dollars out of his car window. And then we have these two cops from earlier, um, like uh, grilling Jesse again, talking about, uh, uh, oh, you know, they're trying to trick Jesse. And Jesse's just sitting there silent, uh, staring uh, straight ahead. He was saying, oh, I'd be bragging. What are you, Robin Hood? And like, geez, how's Jesse? You know, then they're having a conversation about Jesse in front of him. Oh, how's Jesse raking in all this money? You know, like, I'm sure he got it but from, you know, he he's an entrepreneur. Or maybe he won it in a card game. Come on, Jesse, why don't you tell us? And Jesse's not saying anything. So finally, uh, uh, there's a knock at the door. Hank stands outside, and he's kind of just watching from the background. And then the two cops, they go out, and he says, hey, I think I could, he goes, I have a history with this kid. Maybe I could help you out. I need some info for another investigation. And he goes, he really dislikes me. He goes, maybe he dislikes me enough to spill some beans. And he goes, and then you guys can go in there and work your magic, you know, because you guys are so good. And, uh, you know, I'll share whatever I know with you. And they say, okay, we'll take a little break here. And then it was a little bit ominous because uh, the two cops leave and then Hank kind of slowly, he looks in at Jesse and then he slowly goes in and he shuts the door behind him. And then the episode comes to an end. Uh, dun, dun, dun.